0: Hello everyone and welcome to Mental Money, a podcast that believes that finances is more than just dollars and cents. I'm your host Randy and I've been teaching people finance for the past few years and I just love seeing people win financially. So what can you expect from the Mental Money podcast? Well, you can expect a new guest every single time we drop an episode teaching you new and unique approaches to help navigate your financial situation. So if you're sick and tired of the one-size-fits-all approach to winning in your finances, or you just want to hear a different take, we put the personal back in personal finance for you. So listen up, we drop a new episode every second Thursday in the month. So without further ado, let's dive in to this month's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mental Money. In today's episode, I am joined with a special guest, Rosie, and she and myself are going to be talking about all about putting personal back in personal finance. She's going to share a little bit about her story and ultimately ask the key question we all need to ask. What is enough for us? So without any further ado, Rosie, would you please introduce yourself?
1: wonderful thank you so much randy first of all for having me and giving me the opportunity to use your platform to share about myself and my journey into personal finance like what i said my name is rosie and i am 46 years old married no children and my husband and i currently reside in the bay area we are in coast Phi. Um that means to say that we have saved more than enough money in our retirement account that it will do its compounding work in the background. Currently I work as a legal and compliance officer at a private equity and I have been saving and investing since I was 26 years old.
0: So what got you onto your financial journey and to begin with?
1: I grew up in the Philippines and I was really poor. And so I migrated here in the United States at the age of 21. Growing up in the Philippines, it's always been a dream for a lot of us to come to the America because, you know, we just figured that it's a land of opportunity. And I actually didn't, you know, I was just always like, I got to make money. I need to be able to survive. And I just remember asking my very first boss, how can I learn about this personal finance? And I ran into uh, Susie Orman at that time, and she was such a pioneer for women learning about financial independence and, you know, not relying on your husband uh, to provide for you. And I was like, yes, that is my people. And also Susie Orman was such a pioneer on saving for retirement account. And so. Like what I stated in my blog, I unfortunately had to give up my 401k at my previous job because I needed to make ends meet. But when I started at this law firm at the age of 26, I promised myself, no matter what happens, I will contribute the maximum to my 401k. That is the equivalent of the pre-tax retirement account here in the United States max it out close my eyes and live with what is left over um, with my paycheck every two weeks
0: so you kind of forced yourself to essentially live on less. you make
1: yes absolutely it wasn't easy especially being so young and not 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 really having a lot of guidance on personal finance but i see so many people around me you know, living the good life. And I was like, I want that. And it was a struggle, Randy, I'm not going to deny I was in debt for a very long time. Regardless that I made a promise to myself that I would, you know, essentially pay myself first, so that I am taking care of future Rosie. As another friend of mine uh, said to me many, many years ago, the present Rosie was starving. So it was, the balance really was not quite there for me at that time.
0: Hmm. So I know, mean, you have similar views when it comes to personal finance, emphasis on the word personal. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people miss that, but yes, can mm-hmm. you describe where you feel most people miss the mark when it comes to their financial journeys?
1: You know, I think most people, would like to insist their personal views on other people. When you meet someone or even in families, and I think that's where the conflicts happen all the time, what works for you essentially may not work for me. And most especially in personal finance, because your needs are far different from my needs, right? A um, A lot of our friends have children and we don't have kids and it's not by choice. We just couldn't. So our journey is very different, you know. So we don't have to worry about college education for children or we d- we didn't have to worry about daycare expenses. Believe me, I would have loved to worry about those things. But because our personal journey is different from them, I cannot compare. You know, other friends would say, oh, my God, you know, it's just going to be difficult for us to really save because my kids have all of these extra extracurricular activities that we have to pay for what do i say about that there's nothing i can say like for example you know here in the united states there is a huge income disparity you know there are people who really works hard and this is another thing that while i'm on this personal finance journey i tend to correct people when they say so and so is not saving enough because they're not working hard and it's it is just simply not true. There are people who works really hard, but they get paid so little money. They they are barely making it. And so one of the things that I really want to convey to people is that we are on our own path. And there is nothing wrong with that. You can be on this path. I want to retire in 15 years and I want to go to Mexico and live there. Hey, good for you. Let me know what I can do to help you. Some people, they're like, I want a fat fire. Meaning like, if I have $10 million, that's not good enough for me. And I'm like, more power to you. So it's a difference of opinion. And I think that this is where people really have to look into themselves, ask themselves, what what do I expect to get? when I decide to get on this personal finance journey? What is truly my goal personally and what what does that mean for me?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've often found that financial success systems like the Dave Ramsey Baby Steps or the Financial Independence, a.k.a. FI, that's what you're part of the community there. Mm They tend to take a one size fits all approach lots of mm-hmm. times. And lots of times it falls short because they don't have that personal approach that's actually needed to win in specific situations. So, how can people go about rethinking or reimagining what financial success actually looks like to them?
1: Oh, that is such a great question. Again, it all depends on you. I think that success not just in personal finance, in life, you have to be able to like, tell yourself, you know what, I am good enough. I cannot keep looking at the next person, my neighbor, my friend, my family, as a gauge to my success. Right? So I think that's one of the things and because I have high energy, I am a hustler, you know, and I often say I'm not competitive but I am competitive with myself. I set standards for myself. And then I ask myself, all right, have you reached it? Or what can we do reach that goal? Right? You know, fortunately for me, Randy, I'm going to tell you, I never really cared what other people are doing. I only cared about what is important to me and now to my husband and to our little family. And I think that's where people get it wrong. Someone, You know, I I was I think I mentioned this to you and I highly recommend this book. It's called Psychology of Money by Mm -hmm. Morgan Housel. Amazing book. He talked about like, hey, you know, Warren Buffett has a 90 billion dollar net worth. But guess who has a bigger net worth than Warren Buffett? Jeff Bezos. Right. So there is always someone who's always going to be bigger, better, more money, prettier, healthier, sexier, thinner. You know, it applies to personal finance, focus on you, focus on what matters to you, regardless of what other people are saying, tune them out. If it's going to take you 10 years, it took me, if I'm not mistaken, 10 or 12 years to finish college. I never gave up. Like when I look back, I think 10 years, when I look back on what I had to do to finish college and my master's, um, it took me 10 years. And people would say, why did you do that? Well, it was important for me. So regardless if I had to work during the day and go to school at night, which I did, it was important. And so I focused on myself and a lot of people really need to change that mindset stop looking at what other people are doing it's fine i think it's perfectly fine to read about dave ramsey right you know baby steps like pay off your mortgage take i always tell this to my husband it is it is perfectly fine to look and hear and read about other people's success take what you can that is applicable to you throw the rest
0: So you've kind of already answered this, but maybe we can go a little bit deeper in this area. So how do you think comparison has hindered the ability to simply become content on our own financial journeys?
1: Oh my goodness. Again, read Psychology of Money. There is this story about an author who wrote this amazing book and he got invited to this party. And one of the guests said, hey, author, did you know that this venture capital guy made that money that you made in a year, in a month? And do you know what the author replied? The author replied to the guest, but he will never have something that I have. And then the guest replied, what is that? Enough. Even for my own personal self, people, like what I told you early on, people often think like, oh, I'm competitive, you know, you know I'm competitive with myself. I continue to, you know, build upon goals after goals, like, okay, now that I've achieved this, what am I going to go after next, right? But Mm -hmm. the comparison is something that will kill you, that will eat you. Jealousy and envy is going to always be this thing that will give you the dissatisfaction, I think, no matter how far you have come from the time that you started to where you are. If you will compare yourself to other people, you will feel really badly because you will think like, well, wait a second. I have been working so hard for so long. Why don't I have this? It's, it's, it's just not a good mindset to be in. And in our current society where everything is available in social media, right? Instagram, people are posting, you know, their vacation travels or their successes and stuff. It's a very convoluted reality. And that's why I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, but I know that what I am seeing there, most of the time is probably not true, but there are other influencers there who are really good at like saying, hey, this is reality, this is not. And so for us as human beings, it's really, I think it's, its you know, it's almost hard to always like try not to compare yourself. But as you get older, you realize that your time here on earth is so limited. And if you waste time comparing, wondering what these people are doing, you are going to miss looking inward and, and giving yourself the pat on the back for how far you've come along in your journey.
0: So I've on occasion suggested to some people that Mm -hmm. their biggest struggle is they look at like Instagram and it's a highlight reel, right? And so they're, Mm -hmm. and it just, it just encourages them to compare more and more and more and more. But, um, I've encouraged them because then they take so much time with their posts or whatever else about their vacation, all that stuff. And I'm just, I've encouraged them to post something that is just random. That is just, you know, maybe they're out at the beach and just something weird happened. I'm like, and you took a picture of that and you were about to throw it away, just post that because it breaks out of your comfort zone of just simply Mm -hmm. being like, okay, we're enough. Like we're a family, we're a little crazy, but we're enough as it is. And then that helps stop, this comparison game, even if it's just that little step forward, it helps you stop comparing.
1: Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And also truly it comes from you, right? You know, like you need to be able to have that confidence and say, I am good enough. I am enough, you know, Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. when people compare vacation places, right? Oh, so-and-so was in Italy. All right. Well, you know what? Good for them. That's the ego. I think also one of the things that I learned as I, you know, I'm getting older is, you know, how to calm my ego down. Mm. The comparison that comes from your ego that comes from like, why not? Why not me? But if you take a step back and evaluate your life of where you are, right? There is so much joy to be found in the current situation that you are in. Sure. We could always improve ourselves, but you don't have to keep beating yourself. Set the goal. If, if, for example, hey, you know, my goal is to be able to travel and take my family to Disneyland, right? That's great. Set a goal. And even if it takes you like a year or two years to make that happen, you need to be able to develop that confidence in you that, hey, meanwhile, so-and-so is doing this, da-da-da-da-da. that's great. That is not where my family is headed. And I think a lot of people get thrown, um, you know, a little bit thrown when I say this, you know. And they know, a lot of my close friends in our family, they know that my husband and I are never going to be that person who's going to be like, oh, my God. You know, not, it's just, oh, my God. It's so exhausting. I always said this to my husband, whenever someone tells you something great about their life, always take the opportunity to celebrate their success. Mm-hmm. I believe in karma. I believe that when you celebrate other people's success, the universe opens up to you and brings good things to you. And it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective.
0: For sure. And I mean, I think we can wrap that up and just saying, like, just learn to be enough, learn to have enough, learn to be content with what you currently have.
1: Absolutely. And set goals for the future. Yes, exactly. Set goals. And, you know, I think like setting goals is so important. I have always been a person who set goals, budget, goal setting, you know, anything. I always try to like, okay, what is the goal? I've also learned over the years, I cannot obsess about it too much. And I think that's one of the things, right? There are so many people that if they set a goal, And if they don't make it, it's the end of the world. Why? Like, just keep on working towards that goal. You know, like you, you, it doesn't matter. Or if a goal fails, or if you made a mistake along the way, failures and mistakes are one of the biggest teachers in this life. Then look and reflect, like, what could I have done better? Mm. I've certainly made tons of failures and mistakes all my life. And I embrace them all. And I talk about it to so many of my friends and anyone who wants to listen to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how do we go about setting financial goals outside of just being so focused on making the next dollar or trying to fit into some one size fits all program rather than being more focused on building an impactful life specific to people's situations?
1: Absolutely. I think this is, I think this is quite difficult for people because, for example, if you're really working hard, right? And, you know, you really want to provide for your family. And, you know, the, the very first thing that's going to come to your mind is that this is going to be hard because I'm just really focused on, like, you know, trying to feed my family and put a roof over my head. But I think that, that that's where the time where you can say, look, all of us are healthy. We're all cancer-free, pain-free, right? These are magical things to say to one another. As you are trying to develop other goals outside finance, and there are many things that that really, when you look around you, um, again, I'm going to look back on psychology of money. He said, when you really reflect on your life, us human beings, we 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 need so very little in order to survive on a day-to-day basis, right? Very basic. If you want to set a financial goal, like say, hey, I want to save $1,000. That's great. But once you reach that goal, don't continue to like, just focus on the financial aspect of it. Look at your life. Look at your family. Look at your children. What are the other things that you can set a goal, especially for young children? Maybe you can set a goal of like once a month volunteer to a local charity, make an impact. look at how, look at how other people live. and pre-pandemic and pre-pandemic I, you know I, I was such a huge volunteer and now I volunteer at a local church. Hmm. These are the things that you know outside of finance, the things that you can do or like seriously personally for couples, maybe your goal should be you know why don't we go on daily walks every night? to calm our minds and to discuss things and whatnot you know or learn a new hobby there are many many things outside finance that your life and, and this is hard for people in the FI community but like when you read all of these inputs for FI community they're just so gung-ho on Roth IRA HSA like and oh my word like I, again more power to them but you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I like to consider myself as an all around human being, and I just don't want to continue to just be focused on that next dollar.
0: Yeah, my biggest I, I like that community. I have lots of friends in that community, but my mm-hmm. biggest constructive criticism with that community would just simply be that they're focused on making the next dollar the next dollar the next dollar they're focused on retiring early doing everything Mm -hmm. they possibly can to just simply make the next dollar and instead instead of looking at how can i make the next biggest impact how can i absolutely like maybe you're you're in a job that doesn't pay a six-figure income maybe you're in that Mm -hmm. type of job but you know, mm-hmm. you're making a big impact. Like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. And if you don't end up retiring till age 65 or later and you have a fulfilled life, then good on you. Good on you. Like it's not about retiring early because honestly, a lot of people who retire early are miserable. I'm yes. Not saying absolutely. That that's everyone in that community by any means, but man, if you look at those comments, you're, oh man, they're not doing this for the right reasons, or they're not focused on what's actually going to benefit them. Instead, they're just focused on the next dollar. So.
1: or No, I totally agree. And also a lot of these people, once they enter early retirement, the the next question is what next? And it's like, exactly. It's like, you shouldn't just continue. You should have been thinking
0: what's next while you were doing this
1: yes exactly and also (laughs) there's some you know there was this guy I I, you know like he 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 went back to work because he was just like this is not what I expected you know like I hustled for so many years like reaching for this early retirement and he was bored out of his mind and so many people will say I'm never gonna get bored you know when I retire and stuff this is a personal finance journey it's you know, different experiences, different, you know, inputs and whatnot. But I totally agree with you. I think what we need to focus on, instead of consistently chasing after that next dollar, right, which is great. You know, I think that there is a ton of people who are just financially irresponsible. But for those people who are financially responsible, ask yourself, how can I make an impact? So for me, personally, what I told you, I volunteer at a local church. Hmm. And on top of that, I started my personal finance blog because I really want to reach out to people out there. Hey, what can I do? And I'm not charging anything for, for this. Like, You know, I love when you said, I need a guest. And, and I told my husband, I said, I'm going to be a guest speaker. I said, he's starting out. He's trying to get a mind shift on this personal finance. And I love that. And so these things help. And also I think just being kind to people and not putting them down when they're on their journey. And instead look for ways to be supportive. Like, what can I do to help you get this happen? So I I mentioned this, I'm also a travel hacker on the side. So I've been travel hacking since March 2014. And people have approached me so many times, like, what can I do? You know, how can I make this happen? And I definitely give them the gift of time. And that's mm-hmm. another thing that we do, right? That we can do. The, I think the people in the five community, sometimes they're just like, no, every minute counts. Every minute needs to be making a dollar for me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's so horrible. It's so horrible, but the gift of time when you know something such as this, Randy, what you're doing, Mm -hmm. I am rooting for you I am really like I love what you are doing you are convincing or like at least messaging people to like hey it's great that you're on this finance journey and you want to retire early and stuff but step back the world just does not revolve just around you
0: yeah for sure I appreciate that Ultimately, I just want to showcase to people that there's a different way to win in their finances. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I wrote the book that I did. We have to change our mindset. This is why giving is such a big concept for me and such a big way to look at our finances differently giving is such a big aspect of changing our mindsets from from being this let's just keep consuming let's just do this or let's just try to make our finances work for us the next dollar is the most important and instead just take a deep breath and realize that giving not only can help your financial situation by changing your mindset by helping you become more content by being more outward focused so that you're not so consumed with making the next dollar, not so consumed with comparing and you're more just content with what you are and you're just reaching for the next goal. So I really appreciate your thoughts on that.
1: Oh my God. I really love this. Uh, You know, when I first migrated to the United States, I was barely making any money, nothing whatsoever. But my grandmother, who raised me, taught me generosity early on in my life. And my grandmother always said, be careful when you borrow money or food from other, you know, from our neighbors and stuff, because they too are just trying to make ends meet. But whenever we did so, my grandmother would always try to repay them more than what they got, you know, just to kind of like have the generosity spirit. And so I got that. And so when I migrated here and I, I was barely making it, I continued to send money to my cousins in the Philippines, you know, may it be $50 per month, $100, because I knew that they didn't have anyone to rely on but me. And when I look back, when I look back on all those times, you know what, Randy, I've always felt I had more. Because the more that you give, the more you feel full of yourself, because I think that's the mentality of people. It's like, well, wait, I only have a thousand dollars. like you know, I can't part from this and it's like, yeah, but you know, maybe you can't part with a thousand dollars, but you know, maybe you can with a hundred dollars. Someone else has a bigger need than you are. It's always just, it's always just hard, you know, when people say, I don't have enough. And that's the thing, that's a mentality that I definitely advocated and switch my husband because mm-hmm. early on in our marriage, my husband would go say, well, we don't have enough, you know? And I'm like, well, what is enough for you? Hmm. You know? That's and a good question to
0: ask, actually. What yeah, is enough what is for you? Enough?
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, so now we have, like, when I look back, when I migrated here from the United States, truly I had nothing you know and then i continued to progress in my life it wasn't easy it's not you know it wasn't you know nothing was handed over to me but not once in all of my journey in the past 25 years that i have been here in the united states did i say i don't have enough Hmm. i've always felt i had more because i look back on where i grew up in the philippines And I look back in in where I am in my life. And this is a life that I never thought possible. And I think that's one of the things that people forget. They forget to look back, you know, Mm. to where they started, right? To where they started, to where they came from. They're just so focused on like, well, wait a second. This is what I have? Like, no. But look back. Look back to where you came from and appreciate how far you have come. And maybe you will realize you have enough.
0: Hmm. That's an awesome spot to end actually. So, so thank you so much for coming on, but before you go, we have a lightning round. What is your biggest financial mistake and what did you learn?
1: Oh my God, Not contributing to the Roth IRA when it was first introduced my like mid 20s because I just I couldn't focus on it. And I you know, I was too young. So I wish that I did that. So that's definitely one of my biggest financial mistakes. And now, you know, I advocate for that. My nieces and my nephews, you know, no matter if it's just $50 a month, it's going to make a tremendous amount of difference in your life in the future.
0: Hmm. So what is your next biggest financial goal?
1: Um, to enter work optional life um, at the end of 2026. So that is exactly what we are working towards. Um, we are funding, you know, our taxable brokerage account that would bridge, uh, you know, us to up until I reach retirement. And um, I really hope that when I get there and I'm doing it now, but more so, but what I really hope is to like yourself to do more podcasts on personal finance and travel hacking and to really give to the community, give back to the community
0: awesome i love it well thank you so much for coming on where can people find your blog or whatever you got <laughs>
1: i know i know you know what i i started it last april and then i was like i was so gung-ho but now i think i'm gonna allocate you know an hour or two in my week to write more but it's ww say yes so you can reach me there Um, You know, I'm also happy to give you guys my personal email for now or my cell phone if you want to. I I really want this conversation going and I'm really happy to talk to anyone about personal finance, anything. I I don't know, the drama in your life. I'm happy to talk about that too. And travel hacking, (laughs) ask me any questions whatsoever.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again for coming on.
1: You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Have a good day.
0: you, You too. Well, I just want to say thank you to my guest again for jumping on and having the conversation with us to help us navigate our personal finances better. If you liked what you heard today, would you please give us a rating and a review to help reach more people? Because we believe and we know that the more people that we reach, the bigger impact we can have. So for my guest, Rosie, and all of my mental money podcast listeners, keep going, keep winning. I'm cheering for you.